This is Laura Deardo with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Brad Reimer, CIO at Stanford Health in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Brad, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Laura. I appreciate it. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about in the health IT space, but before we dive into my questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. You know, as Sanford Health Chief Information Officer, I'm responsible for all the different technology systems, including the patient critical applications, our business solutions, the backend data systems, and information security. For those of you that aren't familiar with uh, Sanford Health, we are the largest rural health system in the country. We serve um, a little over a million patients and a little over 200,000 health plan members across our main footprint of North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, and Iowa. We're an integrated health system with four major medical centers, uh, roughly 40 small critical access hospitals, and more than 200 senior care locations that are spread across a broader footprint of about 22 different states. And then we also have a substantial clinical research arm and a health plan. I've been in healthcare a little over 10 years now, uh, joined Sanford Health in 2017. Prior to that, I held an IT and product leadership position for a venture and private equity funded specialty cloud EMR vendor. And then prior to that, I was with uh, the banking industry for about 15 years. My wife and I, we've got uh, three kids. I'm roughly a year away from being an empty nester. So looking forward to that change in my life. And uh, my spare time, I enjoy pretty much anything outdoors, but specifically kind of narrow in on boating, fishing, and some four-wheel off-roading. Got it. Well, that's that's fascinating. And, you know, um, congratulations on, you know, raising three children. I know that's definitely a huge accomplishment. And, um, you know, what, what have you found most challenging over the years, your responsibilities as CIO or, or raising three kids? Oh, it's definitely been the, the family stuff. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's been enjoyable. And uh, I, I am proud to have three great kids. So can't, uh, can't speak anything negative there. That's great to hear. Well, in thinking about your role as CIO of Sanford Health, what are you most excited about today and what makes you nervous? Yeah, so I'm excited about the opportunity that Sanford has really to shape the future of healthcare delivery, specifically in rural America. You know, I, I grew up in the upper Midwest in South Dakota. My family and friends are here. This is, this is my backyard, my stomping ground. And being able to help those um, around me improve their lives is just really exciting. And, you know, as you know, healthcare, it's just got a deeper meaning to it. And I'm definitely drawn to that mission. And now in this role, this last fall, Sanford Health announced a pretty transformational um, gift of about $350 million. So it'll help us establish um, what we hope to be is a world-class uh, virtual care center of excellence. And I know that every health system across the nation right now has a virtual healthcare focus, but like I mentioned, what's different about ours is the focus on the unique problems within our rural footprint, um, and especially in those underserved areas. The, the culture, the economics, the geography, uh, just the, the driving distance, internet connectivity, all of those things, you know, impact what our personal um, and company's virtual needs are. And it's quite different than you would see in, in other major metros. So we're focusing on it, you know, in your traditional virtual care types of ways, but we're also building out this, this virtual care hub, um, which will also represent kind of a premier training focus and a training ground to attra- attract and retain, um, you know, medical students, residents, nurses, IT staff, just kind of that next generation of, of care delivery and care providers. You know, so it, it'll be focusing on things like 
um, website manners rather than bedside manners. Um, and, you know, virtual empathy, being able to read body language over video, how to leverage AI to improve patient outcomes, how do you include technology in your daily uh, routine to reduce caregiver fatigue and those types of things. So it's, it's really kind of taking a broader and more holistic approach to what we think the future of healthcare is going to be um, and the best way to serve that to our, to our rural patients. The other advantage um, and thing that's kind of exciting is the connection that we do have with um, our health plan. And being a provider-owned health plan, we can leverage the capabilities of the health system in a way that um, gives us some unique um, advantages. And they're focused on keeping people healthy and keeping them out of the hospital through different innovative services um, really pairs nicely with what our vision is for virtual care. So you think about care in homes, remote monitoring, improve access to different specialties that, that people in rural America may not have access to. Um, it's not only going to improve the quality of care for those patients, but it provides the basis for providing a more economical uh, way of care as well. And it's not just the traditional virtual care um, cost of healthcare savings where you kind of reduce brick and mortar. In our rural areas, you know, it's not uncommon for our patients to drive two, three, four hours sometimes in for a 15-minute follow-up visit that from a lot of circumstances could be done remotely. And as we've started to do that, and we think about the propensity for that in the future, um, it can be a it can be a big game changer for our patients. We already are are literally saving millions of miles um, for our patients in reducing the time away that they have from work for that type of a trip, and that's real money back in the pockets of our patients that um, is impacting them economically in a way that's not just necessarily what their medical bill is. Got it. That's a lot of different things that, you know, are really promising about the future in terms of especially looking at your virtual care and then the connections with using technology, um, artificial intelligence and, and other uh, platforms to make things more efficient and allow providers to connect better with their patients. Um, and I'm wondering, you know, when you think about everything that's happening, is there anything that, you know, really um, you're nervous about or any challenges that you foresee down the road? Yeah, I think there they're the common ones that a lot of other CIOs are going to lay out there. So cybersecurity has always got to be top of mind, especially just what we've seen happen uh, in some of those healthcare ransomware attacks over the last couple of years. You know, it's, it's more than just protecting the information, uh, which obviously is important, but it's now about system integrity, availability of those systems. Um, Cause it's one thing to lose some data. It's another to really impact the direct patient care, which, um, is really impactful, and that will continue to be top of mind for us and something that um, just gets our attention and, and makes me nervous and keeps me up at night sometimes. The other one that I think it seems to just be emerging, but it's emerging um, very rapidly, is just this battle for talent across the nation. Um, you know, what differentiates you as an employer of choice is changing right in front of us, um, and it's a space that's going to need a lot of focus, and with how fast it's changing and just how volatile it is, this is one of the things that my leadership team and I are spending um, a good chunk of our time on, thinking about it, of how it impacts the technology talent pool that we have, but then also what can technology do to help address that talent shortage and staffing shortages within the healthcare and the operations parts of our business. So just that whole focus on talent seems to be something that um, is getting a lot of our attention and a lot of our focus. And it does make us nervous because you look at some of the trends of uh, the number of people that are graduating with different degrees in these specialties, 
Uh, we've got we've got to think about this different and plan for it differently as we look into the future. And one of the things that we've done here recently is we formed a strategic alliance, um, a cyber health alliance with Dakota State University. It's a it's a university right here in our backyard. It's kind of a hidden gem of an institution here that's nationally known for cyber education. And that partnership will allow Sanford um, to address both the the area of of talent and pipeline, as well as cybersecurity and just the advancement of of technology and healthcare. So we're we're really pushing into that partnership. Uh, with the results being, you know, improved education, improved research, um, you know, different focus on data and AI, um, among quite a few other things. And it's provided us a really unique uh, combination with them to where we can do some of the academic stuff and some of the experimenting, but we've got the footprint in the health system right here to put those things into operations um, and, and operationalize some of that innovative tech. Um, into the things that our caregivers are doing on a daily basis. So we're building um, facilities right next to each other, um, kind of on the same campus in a, in a cyber hub here in Sioux Falls, that we'll do some shared lab space and incubator space, um, some different conference center space and education space, collaboration suites, just all these things that are going to help us really come together in a, in a true partnership and work side by side with each other every day. And we're hoping that this eventually becomes a place where other other health systems, other third parties come and learn and want to partner with us. And whether it's cybersecurity and talent today, you know, maybe two, three, five years from now, it's a completely different topic, but the intersection of, of operational healthcare and academics, I think is going to be um, really important to continue to partner with um, as we go forward. Absolutely. I think that sounds really smart, especially in, you know, keeping that alliance and partnership flexible and, and able to pivot as the needs arise. So um, that, that's an amazing partnership that you have. And, you know, in thinking about that, um, taking that type of um, partnership in, in the future and looking at technology as well, where do you see some of the best opportunities to revolutionize healthcare delivery, especially with technology? So one of the areas we, we're talking with Dakota State University on and and some others is just the the topic of data. And, you know, there's a lot evolving in healthcare right now from AI to internet of medical things to virtual health, consumerized healthcare. I mean, there's so many buzzwords out there, but the largest opportunity and kind of the the common currency across all of those is data. But it's, it's probably one of the more challenging areas to address as well is trying to figure out how you prepare the, the data ecosystem. So talking about it in the largest sense, what's the data ecosystem need to look like for this next generation of healthcare solutions? You know, the amount and the importance of data that's being created and consumed outside the EMRs is growing exponentially, as everybody knows. And all those systems, um, at least in the utopia world, all, all need to work in concert with each other to really gain the benefits of improved um, patient quality care, the patient experience and the provider experience. And like I said, I think I, I believe that data is the key for doing that. And it's whether you're talking about it as data governance, de-identification of data, accessibility, interoperability, AI, machine learning, you name it. Um, data just is that lifeblood to the future of digital health in my mind. And providing a modern and adaptable data ecosystem is incredibly important. I, th I think it's both just a, a, a huge need, um, as well as a huge opportunity for 
organizations and partnerships with health systems and universities and, you know, the third-party vendor market, um, if we can crack the nut on, on how we build a modern data ecosystem for healthcare, I think it truly will revolutionize healthcare for our patients and our communities. Absolutely. I think that's a really great point. And, you know, in um, thinking about that goal, what kind of resources does it take to get there? Obviously, to some degree, financial resources, but also thinking about manpower and, and other um, skills that you would need on your team. What, you know, really will it take to build that type of data ecosystem that'll really make an impact? Yeah, so just kind of piggybacking on that on that last topic, just data literacy and data technology literacy is is really important. Um, and we'll be investing into that over this next year uh, within our team, just continuing to get um, our expertise and knowledge um, embedded with AI. Um, and another thing that we're talking about is cloud at scale. You know, healthcare has been a little bit slower getting into cloud and has it's been used for a little bit more of these, these spot solutions. But thinking about leveraging cloud at scale for some of these larger data systems um, is going to be a, a, a critical skill set that we develop. And then the other one that's out there that I'm, I'm still not quite sure what to do with it, and I think the the industry even broader than healthcare is trying to figure out what to do with it, is what about all these connected devices? So whether it's your Apple Watch or maybe it's a device that we provision and send home with somebody um, so they can leave the hospital earlier, all of those connected devices um, are going to need a way to be rationalized and synthesized and aggregated to be able to provide a real seamless experience um, and high quality care for the patient. So we are spending some time, you know, talking about the security of those devices. What's the data standardization across those devices? Are they able to use fire and those types of things that are going to help integrate? You know, so that the mindset and the thought pattern behind data integration is something that we're going to be spending time with our team building this next year. Got it. That's really fascinating to hear. And, you know, finally, before we wrap up our conversation, how do you see your IT teams evolving and growing over the next year or so? Yeah, I think, again, as everybody is, we're settling into this this hybrid workplace environment. We, for the longest time, um, were, were very centralized, very on-prem with our staff. We wanted to be at the elbows of our caregivers and and show them the support. But that obviously is just changing um, it has changed drastically over the last couple of years. So um, how that impacts, you know, our culture, our teamwork, um, performance management, recruiting and retention, that's just all getting kind of disrupted in the way that um, the talent pool and the, and the recruiting market is right now. So that's, that's definitely impacting the way that we think about, you know, our staffing and our workforce long-term. We're spending more time also uh, intentionally training our team on the the business and the practice of healthcare. So a lot of our IT folks, um, unless they're coming right out of school, well, even when they come right out of school, they don't have the healthcare background. They're coming from a different industry or they're just new into, into tech. And there are some unique things around healthcare in the way that we need to interact with our caregivers and now even more so technology teams like help desks are interacting with patients. Uh, we've just got to get our team much more educated on on healthcare. So we've um, implemented a mandatory training cycle. It's actually a year-long cycle. Um, it's kind of like a clinical immersion series to where we're bringing in different caregivers across 
the health system. Maybe one time it's an RN, the next time it's a lab tech, the next time it's somebody in our research division, the next time it's maybe a radiology tech. And they're coming and we're basically doing virtual rounding with them, with our whole team, and just walking through the what's the day in the life of that particular role and what are the intersection points with technology so we can better relate those things back into the minds of our of our team. And it's really twofold. One is we can provide better service to them if we understand what they're doing um, better. But like I said earlier, there's there's something different about the mission of healthcare. If we can tie our tech folks into that mission and they feel that they're part of something bigger and part of something more meaningful, we do think that that'll have and make a difference in retention and recruiting. Um, so we are trying to take some, I won't say they're non-traditional approaches, but thinking about it more than just a skill set and a salary and trying to make sure that we're transforming our workforce to really be part of the healthcare organization and not just an IT shop. Got it. That's so fascinating to hear. And I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Brad, for joining the podcast today. This has been a fascinating discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Laura.